host for this week. We have three very exciting segments for you today. First up, we have Morgan and Sophie with Q&A. Hey guys, it's Morgan. And it's Sophie. Welcome back to You've Got Questions, We've Got Answers. Today we are going to be talking about um, kind of Sophie and I's friendship and just how we became friends along the way. So let's jump right into it. Oh, yay. The first question we got is, why is Sophie friends with Morgan? (laughs) Sophie is friends with Morgan for many different reasons. I would say right from the beginning, we kind of just really clicked. We've spent our whole high school together, and we've just kind of been through a lot both, and we've just kind of been there for each other, and we've just created a lot of really fun memories. And... Now we're going to be living... How many miles is that? A lot of miles. A lot of miles away. She's staying here in Missouri, and I'm going to Florida. I don't think I can do that. We'll make it work. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Okay. The next question we also got is, why is Morgan friends with Sophie? So... Let's talk about that. I'm friends with Sophie because... I mean, yeah, like she said, like we've been together for a while... Like, there's not really a way for us to not be friends, if that makes sense. Not saying I would want to be, but I'm (laughs) Sophie is also the most selfless person I know. I have always said that. She just, like, is such a kind-hearted person that is always there for me and really anyone else whenever the time comes that she needs to step up into that role. And I just really admire that about her. I want to add on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Adding on. Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Morgan is just someone I can be myself around. We just kind of we just kind of get each other, and that's just something that people should strive for for having a best friend. <laughs> <laughs> the next question we got is, is water wet? I would love to answer that. I don't know what your opinion on this is, but my opinion is that it is wet. So, no. Water is not wet. Water makes you wet. But how can it make someone wet if it isn't wet itself? Because the act of touching the water makes you wet, but the water is not actually wet. Like, the water itself. Like, if this inside of my water bottle. She's holding up her hydro flask for those who can't see. The inside of my water bottle. It's wet. It's wet in there. The Yes, it is wet in there, but the water itself. Because the itself, water is wet. Because... <laughs> No, Sophia. No. Water I don't know. Is not I, I, I think I'm right on this one. Water is not wet. For those of you who are still confused, water is wet and Morgan is wrong. Oh, wow. For anyone else, this is the end of Sophie and I's friendship. <laughs> um, next question. How long have we been friends? Um, up until now? Up until now. I kind of, <laughs> that no. friendship kind of ended. How long have we been friends, Sophie? We've been friends since freshman year. Um. Yeah, so... We've been friends since freshman year. The next question is, how, how did, did we meet? We meet. <laughs> um, how did we meet? Kind of goes with that question. Sophie and I met on our first day of freshman year. Um, we walked into our third block Spanish class, which we had with two of our other mutual friends. She was friends with our friend Sammy, and I knew Sammy as well. 
and also our friend Gracie was in there, and so we all, like, I knew Sammy, so I sat at the table with Sammy, and Sophie was also sitting there. I didn't know Sophie going into that, so. I knew of you. Did you? No. I didn't know you. Like, I had heard, like, Sammy be like, oh, my best friend is coming, too, you know? Oh, yeah. But I didn't know. Um, So Sophie and I kind of, I don't know, from there, like, we were comfortable around each other. Like, we had, we then had our fourth block with just the two of us and not Sammy or Gracie, and we were able, able to bond. And What is this funniest story you have to tell about each other? Okay, so this actually goes into the last question that we just talked about. It's not really funny. I wouldn't say we have funny stories, but they're just kind of like memories. Sophie and I, freshman year, was like a week or two into school. It was that fourth block design thinking class, and we decided we wanted to take a picture. <laughs> we asked our friend if he would take a picture of us, just in the middle of class like we just stood up and we're like let's take a picture like a full-on like not like a selfie not like nope. a funny one like literally an just actual like, posing an actual posing like homecoming picture but we're in our school clothes at school in the middle of class yep that's what i've got i wouldn't say i mean we probably do have like a top funny story but right now it's not coming to my head mm-hmm. so I, like, whenever we're together, like, something just randomly funny always happens, or whenever we hang out, I guess, like, I don't know, it was Sunday night, I just got back home from my trip, and Morgan texts me, and it's 11 o'clock, and she's like, hey, are you, like, are you about to go to sleep, and I just got home from a 10-hour car ride. I'm like, no, and she's like, okay, I'm coming over to give you a Christmas present, and she gets there at, like, 11.15 at night, and, like, just, like, random stuff like that. Yeah, we just don't really care, like, any moment to see each other, I feel like we we try not to take for granted. Yeah. That's not really funny, but... No, um, I mean, I have more, I just don't know. I don't have more. All right, well, that's a little glimpse into the life of our friendship, if you wanted to know, and... You can look for next on the segment, we will be talking about relationships and how to find love. So, Because we're both really good at that. What are you talking about? I am. (laughs) Anyway, so if you're interested in that, be looking out for that episode upcoming. Thanks for listening. Sophie, that was great. Up next, we have how to get over a breakup with Alyssa. Welcome to the Beginner's Guide for Bad Breakups. I'm Alyssa Muller, and we're going to start with talking about why breakups are so hard. Now, according to the University of New Hampshire, dealing with a breakup is so hard because you're losing not only a relationship, but the plans, dreams, and hope you shared with the partner. Many people feel disappointment, grief, and a sense of failure when a relationship ends. Breakups often mean a big change in your daily routine, and this abrupt change can feel so overwhelming. In addition to your routine, who you spent time with may change your sense of self as well. You may lose other relationships associated with the ex-partner. If you do maintain relationships associated with ex-partners, these relationships can be impacted. So, what does psychology, and specifically the psychological department of the University of New Hampshire find is the most helpful for dealing with a breakup? 
make sure that you feel the feelings. You are more likely to experience many conflicting feelings. Ignoring or suppressing them will only make the grieving process harder. So allow yourself to feel these feelings and know that they are temporary. Get support. Reach out to friends, family, and people who are supportive. Connecting with a community will help you feel less alone. And find a balance between talking about the breakup and engaging in other topics' activities. Prioritize time with those who support, value, and energize you, and minimize those who don't seem to understand or don't support you. If you lose a lot of friends when the relationship ends, work on meeting new people whom you can develop new friendships. Now, make sure you're trying new things. Consider joining a club, an organization. Remember, your goal is to move on. It's important to express your feelings, but you don't want to get stuck in negative thinking. Keep hopeful about the future, pay attention to how you're doing overall, and take care of yourself. Plan to do something calming and soothing every day. Try meditation, yoga, journaling, and progressive muscle relaxation. Take a walk or do anything else you find soothing. Now, let's go out into the community and see their results. What do they do after a breakup? How do you deal with a bad breakup? I prioritize self-care. Take it easy for a little bit. Eat. Find a new one. Ice cream. New one is crazy. Honestly, I just feel it for one day and then never feel any emotion again about it. <laughs> never again. Push it all down. Don't feel it. Never gone through one, man. Cry. Get a new one. Eat a lot of food. Rebound. Just, just don't get in a relationship, period. Okay, I deal with a bad breakout. Um, hanging out with my friends and trying to distract myself, but when you feel like you have to cry, let it still happen for your emotions. Wow, those were some really good tips, Alyssa. Now, listeners, I am very excited for this next one. We have Barrett with OCP. Hello, and welcome to OCP, otherwise known as Obsessive Compulsive Podcast. My name is Barrett, and I'll be your host for this segment. I created OCP as a way to share knowledge about OCD and get the word out there. See, I have OCD as well. It affected me for a long time and gave me a negative outlook on life. It does this interesting thing where it gives you thoughts and says that you have these thoughts. It is you that are thinking these thoughts, even when it isn't. It makes you out to think you're a bad person or something bad will happen. So, in return, you have to do these rituals, known as compulsions, to prevent that from happening, to prevent from being that person, to prevent from having that thing be on you. It can be about all sorts of things, and it differs from person to person. The National Institute of Mental Health describes OCD as a common, chronic, and long-lasting disorder in which a person has uncontrollable, reoccurring thoughts known as obsessions and or behaviors known as compulsions that they feel the urge to repeat over and over again. In this podcast, I will be interviewing multiple other people with OCD and how they experience it. I will see how their life goes, how they go through their life, and ask them questions that they are comfortable with. Another purpose of this podcast is to remove the stereotypes of OCD. OCD is not just a disorder where people are clean freaks. It is not a disorder where they are just fearful of germs. And while some OCD people, some people with OCD more correctly, do have fears of germs or contamination, that does not make them the only type of OCD haver. OCD all in all is an anxiety disorder 
that can cause all sorts of unwanted imagery or simply sounds, thoughts, things like that. Again, in this podcast, I will be interviewing people with OCD to show how their experiences go and to show you, the viewer, or more correctly, the listener, how OCD works, from person to person at least. The next podcast segment I have planned is that of an interview. This will be with someone I will not name yet, but I hope you're excited for it and I hope you're ready to hear the story of someone with OCD. I want to thank you for allowing me to introduce OCP, Obsessive Compulsive Podcast, to you and to others. Thank you for listening and thank you if you continue to stick around curious as to what happens when you have OCD. Thank you and have a great day. That was really cool, Barrett. Lastly, we have nutrition tips with Grace. Welcome to Nutrition Tips for Athletes, a podcast where I give five quick nutrition tips to high school athletes. Whether you run track, play baseball, dance, or just like working out, nutrition is an important part of your performance. My first tip is to stay hydrated. Although we hear this all the time, it is often the reason for fatigue and cramps while exercising. In order to stay hydrated, I use flavored electrolyte tablets. I find that this makes drinking water easier while replenishing my body at the same time. The second tip is to focus on eating carbs before exercise and focusing on fats and proteins post-exercise. Carbs are a quick source of energy because they're able to break down and convert to energy very quickly. And eating meals with more fat and protein after exercising is more beneficial when it comes to recovery. My third tip is to pack healthy snacks on the go. Some easy snacks I like are protein bars. I also like mixed nuts, dried fruit, and Greek yogurt. It is very important to replenish your body while working out in order to get the most out of your workouts. When you work out while you're hungry, you won't get the results you want. My fourth tip is to drink chocolate milk after working out. Despite what many people think, chocolate milk is actually very good for athletes. This is because chocolate milk has the perfect ratio of carbs to protein, which makes it great for muscle recovery. And then my fifth tip is to eat more vegetables. This may sound really boring and vegetables can be really hard to incorporate into your diet, but meal prepping before each week makes it much easier. And to get my vegetables in, some options I like are celery with peanut butter, carrots with hummus, and then really just having rice with any vegetables. I like mushrooms and bell peppers. I've also found that buying frozen bags of vegetables at the grocery store and then baking them in olive oil and salt is the easiest way to incorporate more vegetables into my diet. My sixth tip is to eat more berries. Berries help reduce soreness and inflammation. And some easy ways to incorporate berries into your diet can be putting berries into yogurt, eating that's it fruit bars, and adding berries to oatmeal or cereal. The seventh tip is to just get more sleep. Although this isn't necessarily a nutrition tip, sleep plays a very important role in recovery and food digestion. 
Eight hours of sleep is the minimum amount recommended for teens, but it is recommended that athletes get around nine to 10 hours of sleep per night. Getting sleep tends to be hard for athletes as we have very busy schedules with school and practice. So in order to get more sleep, consider putting your phone away to get ready for bed. This is because our phones tend to keep us wired and therefore makes it harder for us to fall asleep at a reasonable time. I found that reading right before bed makes me really tired. My eighth tip is to avoid dieting. In order to have high performance, it is important to fuel your body. Strict dieting can lead to a decrease in energy, injuries, and even a loss of motivation. My ninth tip is to not be wary of salt. When we work out, we lose salt from sweating. Too much salt, of course, is not recommended, but adding some salt into your diet can help with cramps if you are experiencing those. My tenth and final tip is to just eat slowly. When we eat too fast, our body doesn't have a chance to digest the food as well as when we eat slowly. So make sure you have enough time to eat slowly and have time to digest your food before and after working out. And that's all I have. Thanks for joining me for Nutrition Tips for Athletes. I'll see you next time. That was a lot of helpful information, Grace. Sadly, we have come to an end. Stay tuned for next week's segment. This is Clara signing off. Have a